0: We've got football going up tonight. The NFL season great on with the Super Bowl champion, Kansas
1: City Chiefs, playing host to the Houston Texans. It was a beautiful day for baseball. I think it's Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with Sports Director Brian Bailey,
2: Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell.
3: Hello and welcome to WNCT Sports Talk. Uh, everything you need to know regarding sports in Eastern North Carolina. I'm Nolan Knight, joined here by Sports Director Brian Bailey.
2: Brian Bailey, Sports Director, WNCT. Glad, glad to be here.
0: Hey guys, and this is Kelsey O'Donnell, a sports digital sports reporter with WNCT as well. And we got a
3: special guest as well. Our News Director, Bernie Ritter. Bernie, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I think it's a smart move to have me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this was Our jobs are safe for now. Exactly. There we go. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Probably talking about the most important things to uh, all of our listeners in eastern North Carolina. The East Carolina game this past Saturday versus UCF. Pirates fall to the Knights 51-28 probably not the start to the season that Pirate hopeful were looking for but you know UCF probably the best team in the American what else could you have expected?
2: Well I think when you look at the game they really understood the fact that this probably is the best team they'll see all season long so you know with that said the, the three fumbles in the first quarter really hurt their calls because they drove right down the field in that first possession scored the touchdown they go up seven zip and you know in a normal year the crowd would have been right Rocking and, you know, everybody's fired up in this COVID-19 season. It was very quiet still. Uh, UCF came back down. And, you know, when the Pirates got the ball back, they were driving again and they fumbled. And, And, in fact, they had three fumbles in that first quarter. And the defense really rose to the occasion for the most part. But later on in the second quarter and in the third quarter, I think it took its toll. I think that was the difference in the ball game. And UCF is loaded. They've got all kinds of offensive weapons. And uh, as we said, I don't think you'll see the same type of offense this week in Georgia State that we saw in UCF. But uh, Georgia State's a good football team, though.
0: I think looking at the game, too, as a whole, this obviously was ECU's first game for anyone as an athlete. Playing your first game is not going to be pretty. And looking, I think they had, what, 50-something new players between transfers and freshmen. I think all that being said, there were some positive things, and there's also some sloppy things that they're ready to move in towards um, and work towards for Georgia State's upcoming week.
1: Yeah, the one thing I know, I noticed about the ECU, I think it's going to be a, a fun team to watch. Their offense, they can score points, um, so they're always going to be entertaining in, in that regard. It's just on the other side of the ball.
3: Yeah, UCF one of the fastest teams as well they were getting up to the line of scrimmage I think faster than any team uh, I've ever seen play in person looking forward to this upcoming Saturday though the Pirates will go on the road to take on Georgia State the Pirates have not been very good recently uh, on their road opener over the past few seasons as they also open as underdogs as well one point underdogs to Georgia State uh, this upcoming Saturday.
2: Yeah, and you look at this football game. Georgia State played against Louisiana. Louisiana was ranked 19th a couple of weeks ago, and Georgia State had them beat, and also the game in overtime. So they had a chance in that game. Uh, they were supposed to play at Charlotte this past week, and they had some COVID uh, positive tests on Friday of that week that turned out not to be positive. Yeah, that's going to be. That's got to be frustrating. <laughs> uh, so they they couldn't play the football games. So, you know, they're chomping at the bit to get back at it, and uh, in this crazy, crazy season, you have to kind of – expect the unexpected but i i think you're going to see an athletic team they have an athletic quarterback a really good running back uh and it's going to take a a great defensive effort you know the pirates have a lot of young kids on defense a lot of young defensive linemen they played a lot of folks too but it's going to be a, a test and it's going to be a close game i think
0: well that being said too when you go on the road it's a lot of the the times being the fans that make it more intimidating. Is it even really going to feel like a road game for them, even though, yes, you're not in your home, you're not here in Greenville and Dowdy-Fickland Stadium, but there are no fans to have that intimidation factor down there in Georgia State. And I know Holton Naylor had said after this game, he was like, we're locked in, fans are not, they're ready to do what they need to do on that field. So it should be interesting to see how they react to a road game when it doesn't necessarily have that feel, in a sense.
1: Same thing, you know, I was kind of wondering, too, like, is there any type of thing about a home or road advantage now yeah. in, in any of this that you're seeing, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah, and one of the hard problems, too, when you go on the road right now in this COVID-19 era is that, that you go and you're used to having meetings, you know, team meetings, team meals, and now you have to separate everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's really, some of these hotels that they go to, obviously, it's hard to find that much room to spread everybody out and be able to do something like that. So uh, I think that's one of the complications. Uh, Coach Houston was telling me earlier this week, he's got a bunch of guys on that team that have never flown in a plane before. So think okay. about, how about that, yeah. Think about your first plane ride. Uh-huh. I mean, how, how scary that it actually is. And he's got a bunch of guys that have never flown before.
3: So Pirates go down to Georgia this upcoming Saturday to take on Georgia State. I do think it's a, an important game for East Carolina to kind of get some confidence under their belt after a you know disappointing season last year. Houston now has a couple of more of his guys in the system. I think that is an important game for East Carolina. Get some momentum to look forward to the rest of the schedule when they take on South Florida in a couple of weeks. And Navy, of course, uh, later on as well, back here at dowdy ficklin State. And let's move on to the ACC. We'll start things out with Duke. They have started their season now 0-3 after losing to UVA this past Saturday. And this week, face-off against the Virginia Tech team, who beat NC State on Saturday night on primetime on the ACC Network.
2: You know, when you think of David Cutcliffe teams, I mean, they're really well coached and usually pretty good. And, and I think that that they just, you know, they haven't played well in, in, in stretches where they needed to to win the game. Obviously, they had Notre Dame early, and uh, I watched the end of the Virginia game. Virginia was down in that game in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and the Cavaliers came back and rallied to win the game. So I think Duke's going to win some football games, but they've gotten themselves in a in a deep hole. And beating Virginia Tech is not going to be easy, that's for sure. Because Virginia Tech looked really good against the Hokies. I mean, against the uh, the Wolfpack of Virginia. Uh, of state. So it was It was one of those things that, that you, you really don't, you know, having not seen the teams, not seen scrimmages, not talked, you know, the coaches like we usually do. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell which teams are, you know, our contenders and which teams are pretenders. Yeah,
3: exactly. But, yeah. That's how the ACC is I'm, every
2: year, though, it, it seems is, like. You're right, except for Clemson. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I'm excited to, uh, obviously, I'm partial to the Hokies, but I'm excited to see how they do match up to Duke. Um, having been, I mean, Virginia Tech played with multiple quarterbacks this past weekend so it will be an interesting game just to see how they play out everything they have shown they have some depth obviously it's only one game into the season but um just to see how everything plays out um from a starting standpoint
2: and tech had what 24 players out with covid uh, situational problems
3: over 24 four coaches were out of that as well including their starting quarterback uh, and they played their third string for a while as well. Yeah, uh, and he did, well.
2: <laughs> he and,
1: did well. And you
2: know, when you hear twenty-four players, that doesn't mean twenty-four positive cases with contact exactly. tracing and everything. They, you know,
3: anybody that's been around anybody, all of a sudden is in quarantine yeah mm-hmm. so a tough first matchup for Duke for sure UNC they haven't played in three weeks I think it is now it's been a while it's been a while since uh the Tar Heels <laughs> took the field but they will take the field this upcoming Saturday to take on a Boston College ranked 12th in the nation some voters had them in the top 10 as well so a lot of expectations talking about contenders and pretenders I think we'll learn a lot about tar- uh, the Tar Heels this coming Saturday
2: yeah and and when you think about North Carolina football and what they've been able to do with Mac Brown coming back for for a second term i mean you know he turned, he had him playing really really top 10 type football when he left for texas years ago and now he's got him back in the same situation so uh, that that'll be interesting to see how carolina virginia tech clemson the upper echelon of the acc
3: Moving now into the NFL, the Carolina Panthers finally break a losing streak. They had lost 10 games in a row, dating back to 2019. They brought in a new head coach, Matt Rule, out of Baylor over the offseason, started their season 0-2, but finally uh, managed their first win of the season against rookie quarterback Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers this past week.
2: Yeah, and you would look at that game, I mean, it was one of those games that the Panthers just kind of willed themselves to the victory. I mean, it wasn't a, a beautiful game by any sense of the imagination, and I still say if the Chargers had pulled off that last play, they'd have won the game. That, was, that, was, <laughs> was, that was set up. It was there. And, I mean, as soon as they, he ran across him, I said, it's the hook and ladder. It's coming. And, you know, they just didn't execute it. But I, I think if they if they'd executed that play, that would have been a touchdown and that losing streak would have been 11. But as it is, it snapped at 10. And the Panthers, uh, they got the Cardinals at home in Charlotte this weekend. That's going to be tough, too, with Kyler Murray. He's he's playing very well. He's definitely lighting the league on fire. Been fun to watch. And,
1: hey, you know, also the Cardinals are probably a bit, a bit upset. They lost to my Lions um, last week. So <laughs> How'd that happen? I, I'm still trying to figure out that out, basically. <laughs>
3: Uh, fast forwarding now change, let's change gears a little bit and focus on some baseball because now the playoffs have begun in the MLB and it looks different than it's ever looked before. Not just because there's no one in the stands, but the format's a little different this year, right? Format.
2: Yeah. With, I've never been a fan of the wild card one game deal. I've never liked that. I think it should be two out of three in that round this year with 16 teams making the playoffs and everybody's playing the best two out of three. I think the divisional champs should have gotten, or at least the top two, you know, teams in each league, gotten a buy. Something should have been done because if you, even though it's only sixty games that they played, still you were able to do something. You were able to win, your, you know, your division. And now two out of three, you can lose two games quickly. I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot. No,
1: nope, not at all. Um, you know, it's kind of an odd baseball season. That, you know, you're used to seeing. You know, these nice pennant races and playoffs. Now you have, like, 16 teams, is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. 16. And you're right. So you go through the whole entire season and you have a good season. And you can still be knocked out. Right. Two bad games and you're done. Uh, just not the way, um, I, I, you know, I don't want a baseball
3: season to end. 2020 has been so weird. And, th- and there's all these anomalies of new things that are happening. You know, this was – An experiment, I guess you could say, by the MLB. I think you could see this in a couple of different things. I'm interested to see, you know, kind of talking about new ways to look at a postseason, what the NCAA football will do this year with the college football playoff if, if they're going to stick with four teams or if they're going to change things up what they're going to do with that do you think that this is something that the MLB will continue to do or do you think they go back to the old ways or, or maybe try to find something different because the MLB recently has been experimenting or spitballing I should say a lot of yeah. different ideas it's recently. Spitball
2: some ideas putting a runner on second base in extra innings during the regular season which, you know, playing seven inning double headers, I never thought you'd see that. Uh, I think they'll go back and look at it. I, I think the only change might be they might you know take the wild card around and make it two out of three. But I don't think they'll, and they're always looking to expand the playoffs. But I don't think they'll they'll go to sixteen.
3: And we'll finally end with some NBA because we do have a two five two representative uh, in the NBA Finals this year with Bam Adebayo playing for the Miami Heat had an unbelievable game uh, in that final. Uh, Eastern Conference final game, Heat versus Lakers. Who you got?
2: You know, I, I think the Lakers going to be hard to beat. I'm going to root for the Heat, obviously, for Ed Rees-Bam out of bio, I remember seeing him play. I, I had heard how good he was in middle school and then I had a chance to see him play in middle school, and it, it was unbelievable. And just to, you know – my stepson was playing against him as a seventh grader and he had a couple of slams in the game and then really? As an eighth grader I, I couldn't go that year to the game and, and my wife called and said hey that bam guy's got nine dunks in the first half i mean <laughs> it was a man against boys in that in that game but uh, and then watching him play at north side before he transferred for his senior season and you know keeping up with him in kentucky and uh, he, he's really a good guy really a good kid you don't hear anything bad about him and he, he has really played his butt off in, in these playoffs and he's become a star in he there. really he has I mean, yeah, I think a lot of the jury was still out for a little while, but now he's a, he's a legitimate star in the NBA, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he fares in the finals. You know, it, it's it's also kind of different too. You know, you think about how somebody's going to react and that kind of thing, but there aren't no crowds still. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 the NBA finals, but you know, is it going to feel like the NBA finals?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I feel. Left of this year, basically, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam. I mean, it's it's been fun. This whole entire NBA playoffs has been something really kind of special to see, even with the circumstances. I mean, the play that you're seeing, a lot of a lot of offense, a lot of high scoring, a lot of drama. It's been a good playoff, and I I kind of I'm gonna go on on the limb here. I think the Heat could pull an upset. They just just the way they're playing, and they they've had to cut through some you know, some hard teams in the East.
0: I agree. I think I'm going to go with the Heat on this one. Just, I like pulling for the underdogs. And hey, anytime we get a chance to say BAM at a bio in a broadcast and you pronounce it right is a win um, for us, for (laughs) me specifically. I um, get excited about that. Um, But yeah, but having Jimmy Butler coming um, was previously with the Sixers. um, So a little bit, little piece of home for me, I guess. Um, I'll go with the Heat.
3: Of course are taken on the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James in his seventeenth season now in in the NBA, again another NBA finals. You know, you guys have the pleasure of, you know, being able to see Michael Jordan in his prime. I've only gotten to see LeBron James and he has enamored me uh for much of my sports fanhood, you know, career here. So who's a goat? I that's not what I was gonna ask you. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I think it's too early to I tell. I think if if LeBron can win another championship. I think most people thought that last one in Cleveland could be his final one as he is in year 17 now in his career, but here he is again on the on the doorstep of another NBA championship. Do you think that could change his legacy winning another one, or, or is Michael Jordan just still better?
2: Jordan's always going to be the GOAT, if you ask me. I agree. I'm the same way. This
1: yeah. is, there was just something special about Michael Jordan. Now, LeBron James, oh, yeah. yeah he's sure. special too now. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but just the way Jordan just carried himself throughout, throughout his career and all he had to you know, deal with and and you know, just his toughness. Um, special character. Uh, LeBron's, no, no LeBron's no slouch, but this
2: Michael. And, and, you know, you look at what Jordan did with the Bulls, the mm-hmm. team that drafted him and what he did, you know, in, in getting that team, you know, Scottie Pippen helped out a whole, whole lot. But he didn't, you know, become a free agent and go to another team and get a couple of his buddies, <laughs> outstanding players like Dwayne Wade
3: and, and Chris Bosh and you know, doing something like that. So I've always respected that part of it as well. A lot of talent on that Lakers team uh, this year for for sure. Looking forward to getting that started. But I think that'll wrap up uh, week two here of the WNCT Sports Talk. Uh, final th- thoughts from everybody. You know what today is? I wonder if boss knows what today is. Today is
2: National Podcast Day. Oh, there you go. And we're on. How about that? How about I'm the only
3: one that knew that at this table? (laughs) I I was setting that up for you.
2: you Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, enjoyed it. It's always fun to talk sports and to talk. You know, one of the greatest parts about this job for 36 years for me has been, you know, we get a chance to do so much locally that's that we're interested in. We we love it. It, it, We're into it. And then you get a chance to keep an eye on the national stuff. So it's it's a good time of year. Thank God we got sports
1: back Yeah. You know, hey, and thanks for um having having me on. You know, yeah. it a smart thing to do. They had the ball. Kind of <laughs> and just so the folks know. Yeah, I'm. No, well, Bailey was here before me, but yes, I'm the one responsible for for you know, Kelsey and no one here. So that's true. You know, emails my way. Either way.
2: Did you hear him say something about the raise for the sports department, <laughs> Kelsey? Did you hear that? Yes,
0: yes. I thought I
3: heard that. Kelsey. So
0: I, I agree with everything, put my two cents in. I'm just excited to keep learning, keep growing with all these sports. i um, still learning so much in the broadcast industry and being able to broadcast on the po- podcast platform um, is exciting. And it's all new, so I'm happy to be here.
3: <laughs> all right, well, that'll wrap up our second week of WNCT Sports Talk. Be sure to tune in this weekend for all your East Carolina coverage against their road game against Georgia State. For Brian Bailey, Bernie Ritter, Kelsey O'Donnell, I'm Nolan Knight. Thanks for tuning in.